Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Get in your time machines, my friends. We are heading back to 1992. A lot of time for pro wrestling as the WWF was trying to pick a lane after the rise of Hulkamania. There was a ton going on under the hood. And that's what we're getting into today. So sit back, grab a Tamagotchi or something. This is 10 things you didn't know about WWF in 1992. Number 10, Jake Roberts' Mega Heat. WrestleMania 8 is our focus here, which is sort of historic looking back on it now. The Undertaker defeated Jake Roberts would soon be part of his fabled undefeated streak. At the time, though, there were some murmurings that Roberts wasn't too keen on this idea, and therefore people got mad at him. Jake has talked about this since and clarified it wasn't the case. He just wanted to make sure the match was special, not just another random fight on the card. Therefore, as the two were going at it, the man with the snake told the dead man to smash him with a tombstone outside the ring. And I tell you, Vince McMahon and other officials didn't like that. After all, it wasn't the original plan. This was WrestleMania. The flub are you doing? The rage backstage was even more intense after this, although Roberts admitted one foot was already out the door. And yeah, later that year he went to WCW, but still, this wasn't a moody problem. He just wanted to be creative. Number nine, Bret Hart almost goes to WCW, which would have been a terrible idea. World Championship Wrestling was in for a mad few years. The Hitman's deal did expire in January 1992, though, and as any good businessman would, he started negotiating with everyone, and if word is to be believed, World Championship Wrestling was keen for him to come across with the Intercontinental title in hand. This would be in response for what the WWF did with Ric Flair and his World Championship, but look, that was never going to happen. The nature boy doing that caused a right stink. As we know, Brett decided to re-up with Vince McMahon anyway. Thank goodness he did too, because think about what would come next. His feud with brother Owen, everything with Steve Austin, the Undertaker program, the match with Diesel, all the Shawn Michaels madness. It is unthinkable that these would be erased from history. So kudos for those involved in getting it done. That is not a world I want to live in. Number eight, Roddy Rowdy Piper made history. Do you want to know why Roddy Piper faced the Mountie for the Intercontinental title at the 1992 Raw Rumble? because friend Bret Hart fell sick. So within 48 hours, the Canadian policeman defeated the hitman for the belt on a house show before challenging the rowdy one at the weekend. What week that is. Piper was able to win the damn thing too, which also set him up to make some Federation history that night. As he had competed here and later walked out for the Rumble match itself, he became the first guy to pull double duty on this pay-per-view. He went 34 minutes in the multi-man bout too before getting thrown out by Sid Justice quite the shift. Of course, a few years later, wrestlers having one-on-one contests and then entering the Rumble became commonplace. But remember this, nobody did it before Roddy. Number seven, Survivor Series had a WWF first. If anybody ever mentions Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart, we all go to the Montreal Clash in 1997. That makes sense, but given that it was decades ago, it feels like a disservice. 
these guys had plenty of other matches which also banged. The fight from the 1992 Survivor Series is one of these, and it does have some history attached to it. As Bret made Sean quit to the sharpshooter, it counted as the first ever company pay-per-view headliner that ended with a submission finish. So there you go. There's also rumors out there that HBK asked Hart to go a touch slower in the ring during this, as he didn't feel like he could keep up. As he wanted to put his best foot forward, Hart agreed, and goodness was splashed all across the screen. I shouldn't have said it that way. Of course, 12 months or so later, this would not be a problem for Michaels at all. If anything else, it was everyone else telling him to slow the hell down. Number six, SummerSlam in London came late. Before All In 2023, nothing could touch a wrestling show in the UK that wasn't dubbed SummerSlam. The 1992 event was a spectacular showing, mostly done as the WWF was struggling in the USA, so they spread their wings to take advantage of their overseas markets. Smart. This ties in as well because Vince McMahon didn't decide to hold it in Wembley until June 1992, which, yes, is only two months beforehand. Originally slated for Washington, D.C., Vince just didn't believe they could sell enough tickets. So given that England was a hotbed for the World Wrestling Federation, why not do it there? He was right. He also changed the main event to Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog for obvious reasons. And to tie into our last entry, Hart versus Michaels was on the card at one point. Want to hear the best part, though? Davy Boy Smith was going to tangle with Repo Man. That sucks. I would have loved it. Either way, though, to this day, it remains one of the biggest wrestling shows of all time. Number five, the British Bulldog forgot the main event. We shall carry on our journey to the UK, too, because, yep, in that main event, Davy Boy Smith couldn't remember what he was meant to do. Oh no. Brett only found out about this on the day too, because the British Bulldog had spent the last 24 hours partying like an animal. So all other information had vacated his brain. This is why watching the match today is so damn amazing, because Hart is quite literally walking his brother-in-law through the whole thing. Even today, Brett says he considered this feat as one of his greatest because nobody had a clue as near perfect. If it was anyone else, this could have been a disaster, and even if it had fallen apart, nobody would have blamed the hitman. He was so good at his craft, however, he dug down and made it happen. A true work of art. Number four, Lex Luger wasn't hired to wrestle. Nope, he was jacked, so just go out there and flex. I'm only half kidding because this basically was the idea, and yes, it's all situated around the amazing WBF, or the World Bodybuilding Federation. An early venture for Vince McMahon, who thought he could take the WWF magic and cast it over the world of muscles. He reached out to Lex, who had recently suffered a serious injury following a motorcycle accident, and asked him to join up. Luger was going to be the poster boy for his brand new creation. Lex was fine with that, because let's face it, he loved hitting the gym when there was one small snag. By the time Luger had recovered, the WBF was dead. That's right, nobody gave a damn about it. Worked out fine as Lex simply went back to wrestling and became a massive star throughout 93 and 94. That wasn't the plan when he signed in 1992. It was all going to be about that front double bicep. Number three, local TV spoiled the show. So this one is all sorts of crazy. Let's get into it. Ric Flair was DQ'd when he shoved a referee while trapped in Bret Hart's sharpshooter on a 10th of October 1992 house show. It, of course, meant the Hitman won, but as it was a disqualification, he was not permitted to become WWF champion. Them's the rules. For some reason, though, a local TV outlet ignored that and just said Brett had won the belt. But 
Wait, that's not true. Now, they didn't know this, but Hart was actually penned in to win the title at a house show two days later, so the WWF was furious because by accident the result had been spoiled. Other stations jumped on the bandwagon too, so there was no stopping this now. And given this is one of the biggest championship changes in years, a lot of people were left in a grump. Still, look at it this way, they're lucky they don't live in today's world. Everything, as well as how we all felt about the thing, would have been out there in minutes. Number two, Sid Justice says, I don't want to be Hulk Hogan. So bear with me one second, for I shall explain. When Vince McMahon first saw Sid Justice, he was very excited. I mean, look at the guy. This was exactly the type of dude Vince wanted in the WWF. It was perfect timing as well, because in 1992, we needed a top new baby face. So why not give it to Sid? Well, I'll tell you why. Because Mr. Justice said no. That's right. For whatever reason, he didn't see himself as a super good guy. But even then, the biggest promoter in the world was giving you the keys to a car and you decide to walk. If you fast forward to 1996, this gets even weirder. As Sid was going out of his way to be a babyface during a feud with Shawn Michaels where he was meant to be the heel. It's all so confusing. To be fair, maybe Justice just knew what a poison chalice this was. The Ultimate Warrior had been given this mantle two years earlier and it had gotten so bad, the Warrior was never the same again. You still think he would have wanted to know though? Apparently not. Number one, every title changed on a house show. As I am talking, WWE and TKO have done a big hoo-ha saying house shows may go away forever. Well, look, that wasn't the case in 1992, but even then, nobody ever actually thinks a title will switch size on a non-televised event. But clearly in the early 90s, the World Wrestling Federation just wanted to have some fun. Because it happened constantly throughout the years. You had that Bret Hart world title win over Ric Flair in Saskatoon. We've mentioned the Mountney beating Bret for the IC title in January. And the Tag Team Championships changed twice when Money Inc. beat the Legion of Doom in February. And the Natural Disasters smashed them in July. Meant it got the message out there. You've got to attend these things. The takeaway aim was, well, if the World Championship can change hands, then anything can happen, right? And that was true to a point. I mean, it was still very much a rarity, but still, if you're looking for that these days, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news either, but all things considered, there's a good chance WWE never does this again. Did you enjoy that too? Well, make sure to check out 10 incredible WWE Attitude Era moments nobody ever talks about that's on the screen right now. Otherwise, take care and goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.